0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, Celebration, how are we today? Yes! Hey, won't you help me welcome in Orange Park Campus, Joint and Creek Campus, and of course, everybody watching online. Hey, friends. Hi. Good to see ya. Y'all, listen, how much do you guys love Pastor Stovall? Good Lord, I love him. I love him to death. I tell you, Pastor Stovall and Pastor Carey are two of the most incredible leaders I've ever met in my entire life. Faith-filled, inspirational, and man, they will call you to greatness. You know what I'm saying? Like, one minute they tell you to leave a massive team, and the next minute they're putting you in a green outfit in front of forty thousand people and say, "Good luck." Anyway, um. <laughs> Here we are, I'm still alive. Okay, um, so anyway, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I, I love Pastor Stovon Pastor Carey, with all my heart. And uh, it is such a humbling experience um, to, to stand on this platform here today. You know, this is kind of unheard of, and this is, this is kind of frightening at the same time. And it just means a lot that they believe in me and that they love me. And I, I'm, it's such an honor to call them my pastor. So if you will, do me this favor. Let's give it up for Pastor Stovon, Pastor Carey. <laughs> love them so much. e. Yes. Um, And I tell you what, one of my favorite things about Pastor Stovall is is his heart for the next generation. Um, I realize I'm slightly biased because as he told you, I'm the Celebration College pastor here at Celebration Church. And uh, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a big, I get to be a big part of that. And um, man, I just want to take a moment, if it's okay, to let you know the amazing things that are happening in the college that you all are supporting um, y'all, we, we are going to have over 70 students come spring semester. We're looking to double in the fall. And I'm just warning y'all, um, you know, these, these students are taking over the world for Jesus. Um, and they are some of the most amazing gifted students that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm so, so excited and humbled that I get to play a role um, in, in everything that's happening here. And I'll tell you this much. Um, It's an amazing opportunity for them to be a part of. We're going to talk about it a lot today, but just so you know, at every location, at every campus, at every service, we're going to have a booth set up in every foyer uh, after every service today where students will be stationed there and they're ready to um, answer any questions you may have, tell them about their experience, um, give you more information. You know, if you're a parent or a high school student looking for a good college experience, you just come let us know and we'll throw you in the mix. And it's a good time. So listen, on behalf of pastor, on behalf of Celebration College staff, and on behalf of our students, I just wanna personally say thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity and your love for our house and your love for this college, because I promise you, it is reshaping the future and it's gonna be incredible. So thank you, you should clap for yourself for being amazing. It's true, yeah. Now listen, um, it's time to address the elephant in the room. And that is this. What is going on with this series? I feel like I'm at a low-key comic book convention right now. It's like nerd paradise. I'm in heaven. Um, this is great. I have to. I have to, listen. This has to be the best day ever to be a first-time visitor. Like I can't imagine people like, "Hey man, heard you checked out celebration this week. What was it like?" And you're like, "I mean, it was cool. Celebr- or the the worship was great. The people were nice. I mean." And Ewok greeted me at the door and Chewbacca took my offering, but whatever. I mean, it was what it was, but God, I love our church, man. I love it. But listen, I have to tell you this. Uh, As you know, we're doing Star Wars today, right? But um, if you have not seen Star Wars, The Force Awakens, I just need to go ahead and tell you this, today is going to ruin everything for you. Everything, yeah, Uh, there are massive spoilers ahead, but more importantly than that, I'm just going to say this, if you don't know this spoiler by now, I'm actually just going to need you to go ahead and push that rock that you've been living underneath off of you for the last year and politely emerge back into society, because I don't know where you have been. But anyway, it's going to be a great day here at church. Today, um, I have the honor and privilege, and I want to talk to you today about fulfillment. Everybody say fulfillment. Fulfillment. More specifically, what is fulfillment and how can we find it? It's going to be a great day at church. Y'all excited? Awesome. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. We're going to watch about five minutes of the movie and then we're going to rock and roll and get through this. And it's going to be a fun day. Sound good? Amen. Rock and roll. God, we love you so much. And Jesus, we're so grateful, God, that we get the opportunity to sit in your house this morning. And God, right now, I just pray, Jesus, that uh, you speak through me. God, that these aren't my words, but they're yours. And God, that you give us a clear picture of fulfillment here today. God, how we can embrace it and what it means for our lives. God, we're just so expecting for all you're gonna do here at church. God, we love you. We worship you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Solo, come on. Oh, two quick things. If you wanna give me a minute that I have to go through or else I'm gonna go psycho. Here we go, number one, are you ready? Uh, The first thing is this, why does that walkway exist in the first place? Look at this thing. First of all, look, that walkway literally doesn't lead to anything in the middle. It just takes you from one side to the other. Just walk around, people. It's over a big, dark abyss. What are you thinking? Plus, there's no rails on it. I mean, what kind of sick person walks that walkway anyway? That walkway literally screams, hey, if you're mad at your dad, invite him up here, stab him in the gut with a lightsaber and push him in the depths of Sheol. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I said Sheol in church. Anyway, let's move on. Number two, number two, if you've seen the movie, you know that Kylo Ren draws his inspiration from Darth Vader. But listen, I'm not fully convinced that Darth Vader's the most intimidating dude of all time. First of all, clearly the guy's got some respiratory issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty cool for a solid 30 seconds, but a minute in you're like, bro, breathe through your nose, you know? (laughs) Killing me. Also, um, the dude's first name is Darth. Darth is literally the most unintimidating name I've ever heard in my entire life. Darth is like the name of your friend when you were a kid who really liked holding frogs. You ever had that friend, you know what I'm talking about? smell like boiled peanuts and stuff anyway (laughs) troubled childhood no offense if your name's darth or if you like frogs or boiled peanuts anyway darth hey vader who's your favorite country music singer darth brooks okay that was my last one i'm done all right i'm done Anyway, so this clip, it truly is fascinating because what we get to see play out is Ben or Kylo Ren, Han Solo's son, he has this massive inner struggle with himself, right? He's he's battling between the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do, and the good thing to do and the evil thing to do, and the selfish thing to do versus the selfless thing to do. And it's this massive internal struggle that we're just watching play out, right? And, uh... Yeah, although he's on the cusp of making a pretty good decision, unfortunately, he doesn't, right? But here's what irks me the most about it. Think about Kylo Ren, right? This dude is set up for greatness. First of all, look at his inheritance, okay? Kylo Ren's uncle is Luke Skywalker. Mm Mm-hmm. His mom is Princess Leia, and his dad is Indiana Jones. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) I think, I don't know, whatever. But regardless, his parents, Princess Leia and Han Solo, these jokers, like, they are some of the most gifted, well-abled, amazing people in this galaxy. And they have literally used those things to save people and aliens and planets and literally an entire galaxy. They took the things that they were born good at and used it for good. Pretty cool to see. And Kylo Ren is straight born into that inheritance. And not only that, but Kylo Ren is, bequ- is quickly becoming one of the best at the force in this entire galaxy. But unfortunately, he takes all of those things that could be used for good in his life, makes some poor decisions, and ends up down literally a dark path. It's pretty sad to see, right? The fact is, that's very true of life, isn't it? You know, uh, the Bible tells us in, in books like James and 1 Peter and Hebrews that God equips us he, he gives us gifts and talents. Pastor talks about this a lot, about what it means to be in the body of Christ and what it means to play a role in it and how God has equipped us, right? To, for, with, with good, well-able ability that can help advance the kingdom of, of God on planet earth, right? But see in a creation that, is, uh, that, that is, is, is subject to free will, which is a good thing, right? But in that subjectivity to, to free will, it means that we have the decision ourselves to take the things that we were born good at and use them for things that aren't good, right? And the danger in that is what that means is that when we take the things that are meant for good but use them for bad, it means that we can actually set ourselves up so that we're really good at being bad. So by that, I mean, look at Kylo Ren, right? Kylo Ren is well able, gifted in all of these things, but after a few bad decisions, now he's really good at being on the dark side. Frightening, right? It's interesting that Kylo Ren is very, very functional in this capacity. But the question I want to ask you here today is this, just because Kylo Ren is functional, does that mean that he is fulfilled? And I would argue... And I think it's pretty obvious that the answer to that is no. We see it in his face. We see it play out. Literally, it culminates with him stabbing the very thing that brought him to earth, the thing that loved him selflessly, right in the gut with a lightsaber, right? So I would say this this morning. Functionality doesn't necessarily lead to fulfillment. Just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean it what brings you fulfillment. Here's what I mean by that. Let me give you an example. Let's take Pastor Stovall, for example, right? Pastor Stovall truly is one of the greatest leaders, most inspirational, faith-filled men I've ever met in my entire life. Pastor Stovall could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman with white gloves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of man he is. He's amazing. So with that leadership capacity that Pastor Stovall has, do you think that he could successfully run a Fortune 500? world-renowned company successfully? Oh yeah, he absolutely could. He could definitely function in that capacity. But the question is, would Pastor Stovall be fulfilled in that capacity? No, he wouldn't, right? Why? Because Pastor Stovall was made for this. Pastor Stovall was made to lead a large thriving church in Jacksonville, Florida. It's taking ground all over the world, Right? But here's, here's what happened. See, there was a time and a place where Pastor Stovall was faced with a decision. With the leadership capacity that he had, he could have gone two ways. There was a path that God laid out before him that literally led to all of us sitting in this room here today at every campus, online, whatever it may be. And then there was a path that he could have forged himself based on his leadership capacity and his functionality. But see, the difference between the two, the problem about the two is down his own path, he's got to sustain himself. But down the path that God puts before him, now God is his sustainer and his deliverer. Right? And we see it happen. Pastor Stovall is so passionate every single weekend and literally almost 20 years into this, he's dreaming bigger than he's ever dreamed before. It's incredible. But Kylo Ren... Kylo Ren, the path laid before him could have led him down to saving the galaxy from the dark side, but he decided to forge his own path. And we see what that means for his life, where he ends up stabbing the very thing that brought him into the world and that he loves right in the gut with a lightsaber. So it begs this question then, what is the difference between functionality and fulfillment? Let's put it this way, functionality means you have the power to do what you're doing right? That's what functionality means. That means Pastor Stovall has the power to lead Celebration Church, but he also has the power to run a Fortune 500 company. Kylo Ren has the power to be on the dark side, but he also has the power to lead the the galaxy to, to freedom, right? They both have the power. They both can function in those capacities. They have the power to do what they're doing, but fulfillment means that what you're doing is powering you. Again, when you go the path laid down before you by God, now God is your sustainer. He's the one bringing you energy. He's the one ultimately bringing you fulfillment in your life because of the decisions you've made to follow the call of God in you and use your good gifts to advance the kingdom of God on earth as opposed to darkness on earth. Does that make sense? See, honestly, that's what we, uh, in Celebration College, that is what we strive to do. And I I can tell you this, um, as a Celebration College pastor, here's a promise I'll make to you if you decide to send your kids there, if you are a high school student and want to go there, or if you're currently a student there. Here's the promise that we make, you know, it's really easy. I've told you before, our college students are incredible. They are amazing. They could literally do anything. They could function in any capacity, but we are bound by God here at Celebration College to make sure that not only are these students, not only are they functioning, but that they're fulfilled. That They find fulfillment in their calling, that they learn to discern the voice of God for themselves, embrace their uniqueness, and step into the fulfillment that God has for them. We're not interested in them just functioning, we're interesting then, finding fulfillment. Because I'll tell you this, when you have a generation of people who are fulfilled, leading the way in ministry, this world will have never seen the kingdom of God like it will in this generation. And that's what we're bent on at Celebration College. And the fact is, that's what the role that y'all get to play too in the Hartford House initiatives, you get to play a role in that. And I just, again, I I thank you for that and all that you do for us. But here's, here's my question, right? At, at the end of the day, um, it's easy to know these things, right? You can function in different capacities, but are you fulfilled? But what does that mean? How do you know that you're on the right path? What does fulfillment feel like? And how do you get there, right? I don't wanna just leave today with you just some knowledge. I want you with some experiential practical advice that you can move forward in your life with to understand how we can find fulfillment. So that being said, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Church of Philippi. Right? Um, as you know, three-quarters of the New Testament was written by the Apostle Paul. right? And the majority of those, of those letters that he wrote, like Romans, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Galatians, Colossians, even letters to pastors like Timothy and Titus, those letters were written in response to internal church conflict. Right? So he was getting a report back about things that were happening or weren't happening at these churches, and he was responding back with theology and uh, characteristics of God. But see, the book of Philippians is a little bit different. The reason being is because the church of Philippi was actually doing really, really well. They were functioning really, 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 really well. And so Paul wrote the letter of Philippians to the church at Philippi to encourage them to keep doing the same. In fact, calling them to even greater things. In fact, calling them to even greater fulfillment. So truly, it is a book that teaches us very practical ways that we can find fulfillment. So it ties perfectly. So even in just the first chapter of Philippians, he outlines how we can find fulfillment and our function. This is in Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 9. It says, And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best, may be pure, and be blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So essentially what he's saying, he says, if you follow these things, you will find fulfillment in your function and it will sustain you all the way up until the coming back of Christ, which then of course will be a heaven thing. That's a whole nother deal. Um, And it will sustain you all the way and you will experience the fruit of righteousness or the fruit of the spirit or love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, those things in your life. This is what that ultimately leads to. And so he outlines three very practical things that we can do in our lives to find fulfillment in our function. The first thing that he says is that you can discern what is best. Essentially what that means, it means um, having the ability to differentiate between good and evil, differentiate between right and wrong, differentiate between selfishness and selflessness. Notice those were the very things that we saw the internal conflict happening with Kylo Ren. Discerning what is best is what he was not good at in that moment. Another translation of it says to approve what is excellent. You know, as Christians, we're called to be excellent. And do you know why we're called to be excellent? Because Jesus was excellent. And do you know why Jesus was excellent? He was excellent because he loved other people. You know, people aren't deserving of the best, but Jesus found people worthy of the best. Therefore, people are deserving of the best. And so we will never run a college, a church, or any ministry that doesn't believe that we should be excellent for people because we believe in you. And we are here for you to experience God and the fulfillment of his joy in your life every single day. Again, another concept that we do everything we can to teach our college is to discern the voice of God for themselves and do everything we can to come alongside that vision that God has for them. Second thing that Paul says is to stay pure. He says to stay pure. Uh, In the Greek, that actually translates down to sincere. And essentially what that means is embracing your uniqueness, understanding your calling and who you are and, and giving that to the world. Do you know that you are the only you? There has never been another you on planet earth, which means that up until this point, there has been a characteristic of God in you that he's waited to show the world through you. And so as you embrace your uniqueness, as you stay pure to who you are, what happens is you give other people a characteristic of God that the world's never seen before in a brand new way. So again, why do you stay pure? For other people. Because the best way to love and understand other people is to love and understand yourself. Third thing that he says is to be blameless, right? Another translation of that says to be without offense. And essentially what that boils down to is not seeking self-gain at the expense of others. The book of James chapter 3 calls this self-ambition. And he warns that self-ambition leads to disorder and evil practices. Again, like we see Kylo Ren display here in this clip, disorder confusion, all schemes of the enemy. But when you're blameless and when you learn to put people before yourself, other people before yourself, all of a sudden you find fulfillment. Just a few verses later in Philippians chapter 2, which we're going to throw up on the screen, um, Paul actually outlines his characteristic, right? Why are we called to put people before ourselves? Simple, because Jesus did. Check this out, in your relationships, this is Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 5, in your relationships with one another, in your relationships with other people, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage or for selfish ambition. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death and even death on the cross. Jesus was masterful at putting other people before himself. And so ultimately, all of that leads to this culmination of points. The fact of the matter is, fulfillment is a bit of a paradox, Let me tell you why, here's the paradox of fulfillment. You may not always find fulfillment in your function, but you always have to function to find fulfillment. Faith without works is dead. Right, faith or works is evidence of your faith. You may not always find fulfillment in your function, but you will always have to function to find fulfillment. Let me put it this way. You may not always find fulfillment in your function, but you will always have to function for other people, on behalf of other people, for the betterment of other people to find fulfillment. Simply put, what that means, if you want fulfillment in your life, the best thing that you can do is help other people find their fulfillment. You know we uh, we live in a culture that is very very me 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 I, I I I I I. What can you do for yourself for yourself? What can you do to find success? What can you do for yourself to find fulfillment in money or job or career or a Mercedes Benz or whatever it may be? But at the end of the day, the Bible has always been this way. It's countercultural. In some cases, it's even counterintuitive. But the fact is, the Bible teaches, and Jesus Himself exemplified this fact. If you want fulfillment, it means finding fulfillment for other people. That's why Pastor spent the whole series on Heart for the House talking about, you know, at the end of the day, you know what? We we don't want your money. It's not what we're, we're less concerned about that. You know what we're concerned about? We're concerned about our college students finding fulfillment. We're concerned about the new Ireland campus finding fulfillment, Fort Lauderdale finding fulfillment. We are concerned about our college students finding fulfillment and more importantly, we're concerned about you finding fulfillment because as you bring fulfillment to all of these different initiatives that God is downloading into Pastor Stuball's heart, guess what? The fulfillment comes your way as well. It's counterintuitive, but it works, I'm telling you. I'm standing here before you telling you that it works. You know, we've, uh, we've spent this whole time talking about Kylo Ren and his poor decision making on that scary walkway, right? But the fact is, let's talk about Han Solo for a second. Didn't talk about him yet. Do you think that Han Solo thought that everything was going to be okay when he walked up on that walkway? Probably not. But I'll tell you what Han Solo was doing. He was discerning what was best. He was being excellent. He was staying pure to who he was. He was the father of Ben, of Kylo Ren, right? And he was being blameless without offense because he knew that this is something that as the father of this child, he had to go do. And it culminated in his death. It led to his demise. But I'll tell you this much, he died fulfilled. He died with integrity, even though Kylo Ren killed him without it. You know, the fact of the matter is, Jesus Christ came to earth and walked the walkway. That was frightening. It was. But the whole time, the whole time, Jesus was always discerning what was best. He was always being excellent. He was always staying pure to who he was. He was always blameless and without offense the whole time. And although the world killed him without integrity, Jesus died, not just fulfilled himself, but fulfilled so that we can find fulfillment together. So here's the question that I ask you today. Man, what's the Holy Spirit telling you? You know, ultimately, there's a lot of functions in our life that sometimes we just do to do. Or sometimes we just do because we have to. And it's easy to get to a place where you function for so long in a capacity that you forget that you're not even fulfilled. But that's not what God wants for you. God wants what's best for you. God has your greatest desires in mind. And so maybe today, you're sitting in your seat and you're thinking, man, I've been working this job for a long time. I've been functioning in my job. But... I haven't felt fulfilled in a long time. Maybe you haven't been functioning, or maybe you've been functioning as a husband or a wife or a parent or a friend, or maybe even as a churchgoer, but haven't found fulfillment in years in one of those areas. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what your next step is. Maybe your next step is as simple as sending your wife Flowers. Maybe your next step is as simple as playing a board game and spending some time with your kids. Maybe your next step um, isn't quitting your desk job. That's not giving you fulfillment, but maybe it's doing your desk job with excellence so that you can move up in leadership and have more influence other people. I don't know. Maybe uh, your next step is, is, is hard for the house. Like pastor just told you, hard for the house. It's not too late. You can still play a massive part in what God is doing in Celebration College and what he's doing at Midtown and building out an entire college campus alongside a fully thriving campus of Celebration Church. You can still play a role in Belfast. You can still play a role in Fort Lauderdale. You can still play a role in what God is doing on planet earth, it can still happen. And maybe that's your next step because notice with all of those next steps, you are putting other people before you. And I promise you on the word of God, that you will find fulfillment in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and every decision that you make for other people, just like Jesus. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just wanna ask you a simple question. I'm not gonna make you do anything weird, I promise. Um, I just wanna know who I'm praying for, but I'm gonna to count to three in just a second. At every location, if today you're looking for fulfillment, maybe you didn't even know that you haven't felt fulfillment in a certain function in your life in a really long time, and today you're thinking to yourself, Oh, snap, I'm ready to find fulfillment again. I'm ready to put other people before myself again. I'm ready to feel fulfilled once more in my life. If that's you, I wanna count to three. And I want you to lift your hand. I just wanna know who I'm praying for. Ready? At every location, one, two, three. Lift them up high. And that's great. That's great. You can put them down. I'm gonna pray for you in just a second. But before we do, I I wanna read this scripture to you. This is from Psalm chapter 16. It says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Essentially what that's saying is that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. In the fullness of joy, there is the fruit of the Spirit. Where there's fruit of the Spirit, there's freedom. Where there's freedom, there's fulfillment. Where there's fulfillment, there's the presence of God. And where there's the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. Here's what I'm trying to say. You find fulfillment by putting people in front of you, right, by by loving and serving other people, but it always begins and ends in the presence of God. And so maybe your next step here today is as simple as committing or recommitting your life to Jesus Christ right here, right now. And so again, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if, if you are looking for fulfillment and maybe your next step is to simply commit or recommit your life to Jesus Christ at every location, I'm gonna count to three and I want you to lift your hand high and proud. Ready, one, two, three. Go ahead and lift him up high. Yeah, it's great. Come on, y'all, let's give it up for him. That's amazing. All of heaven is rejoicing right now. So if you don't mind, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pray. And the first thing we're gonna do is as a church at every location, we're gonna pray the prayer of salvation for everyone who lift their hand to commit their life to Jesus here today. We're gonna pray that together. And then I wanna pray for everyone who raised their hand for fulfillment. Um, and we're just gonna do that together as a church body, believing that God wants fulfillment for each and every single one of us. Sound good? Sound good. All right, let's pray. God, just repeat after me. God, we love you. God, we love you. God, I give my heart to you. I put my life in your hands. I lay down everything at the foot of the cross, I put my trust in you, I commit my life to you. And God, I thank you for dying for me so that I could have salvation and fulfillment for all of eternity. And God, right now I just pray for everyone who lift their hand for fulfillment, hear this today God I just pray um, God that you just give them opportunities in their life to serve other people God that you uh, teach them to discern what is best God to be excellent in their hearts God that you keep them pure that you show them their uniqueness on planet Earth God that you give them a clear picture as to who they are that they learn to love themselves so that they can love other people God that you keep them blameless and without offense and without selfish ambition but instead becoming just like Jesus being sanctified just like Jesus and loving people serving serving people, God, and finding fulfillment in all those ways. God, I pray you put opportunity and all sorts of things in their midst here today, in the coming days, in the coming weeks, and for the rest of their lives. God, we're so expectant, and we love you so much for all you're doing. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org. It'll